Want the reward? Do the damn work. Challenge yourself. Inspire change. Choice, not luck. What's happening, everybody? Todd Crandall with another episode of Ignite Euphoria, and I am so happy to have one Ashley Spencer and little Hendrix with us today. How are you, Hendrix? That's good. Good way to start the show. So, Ashley, I'm glad you're here. Okay, this is going to be awesome, and one of the reasons why I wanted to start with Hendrix here. How does it feel... Walking in here, having him with you, doing this, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, just having him sitting on your lap? Um, unbelievable. I think because um, I never really saw myself at this point, and now that I'm here, um, I wake up and it's so surreal. Like, I enjoy every day. Um, being a great mother to my son, working on the relationships with my other two kids, and um, really embracing the role that I've taken as being a mom and um, having responsibilities and being somebody that they can depend on. What is different about having him than being a mom with your other two, and we're going to talk about them at some point, but what, what is different about being a mom this time? Um, I think that I, well, first and foremost, I am in a very healthy environment, and I have an amazing support system, so like it prepared me. I was pregnant here, so um, I prepared myself to be the mother that I am intended to be and as far as it being different is um I have is that okay yeah. <laughs> um I have um him with me every day he lives with me and um I don't know I guess I I wouldn't say it's I really don't know what to say when it comes to being different because um, I had my other kids when I was really young and I wasn't ready for it. And um, my youngest daughter, I was in heavy addiction with her while I was pregnant. And so it being different is I carried him while I was healing myself. So I think that reflects on how he is today. And, I mean, he's a little squirmy right now, but majority of the time he's very calm and relaxed. And um, people always ask me, like, why, like, he's such a good baby. I wonder why he's such a good baby. And, I, like, the only thing I can explain is that he, he was developed in a healthy environment. How important to you um, was racing for recoveries? Skylar, you want to grab him? <laughs> By the way, Skylar, you're awesome at handling him. Don't get any ideas of your own. <laughs> I told her, I right. said, we already have a baby. Don't, yeah. don't do anything else. We're not doing that one yet, right? <laughs> Bye. Um, so that was great to have him to start with this because one of the things I wanted to ask you, how did it feel to have Racing for Recovery support you in this? Because I, I'm trying to picture, like, what if we had a, a, a policy that said, no, if you're 
pregnant, you can't stay here or whatever. What if we didn't do that? Where do you think you'd be? Well, um, I will tell you that this is probably the only place I've ever heard of, of allowing me to be here. Um, not only while I was pregnant, but after I had my baby. Um, and so, like, I guess, like, through all my other pregnancies, it was never... I, I, my kids were never really accepted because I was 15 with my first daughter and then I was in heavy addiction with my second. So like, it was like super taboo and like nobody really accepted. I like started off with feeling wrong about the whole thing, like wrong about myself while I was carrying them. And, um, being here, um, I've had nothing but love shown to me with, um, from the minute that I announced that I found out I was pregnant till now. And um, I have like the utmost support. So I I think if it wasn't for how much acceptance I feel here, um, I'm afraid to say that I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. And Hendrix wouldn't be probably with me at that this point, you know? That's a profound statement. So how long have I known you? You came in, I met you when you were 16? You met me when I was 14. Holy cow. Okay. So what was going on with you at 14 that you came to the old Thursday night racing for recovery meetings? I actually first met you when you had your little... Um, counseling room attached to the lady that did I believe massage therapy yeah yeah that's what that's why I met you before drugs and alcohol came into play my mom heard about you and she wanted me to get some counseling because she was starting to see things in my behavior that she was worried about and um long story short it was a necessity that I saw you and Unfortunately, I was so young and closed-minded at the time that I didn't really hear anything that you said to me. Um, and so I've always been the type of person, like, I had to figure stuff out on my own. And so unfortunately, but fortunately, I experienced addiction. And um, it led me down a dark path, but I'm grateful for it. That's right. So... And again, I, I like that we're even talking in this manner already because it's validating everything that that I as a counselor and what Racing for Recovery believe in. You you said this. You said, I, was, I had to come see you because of behavior issues prior to addiction. Okay. So for the audience, what does that mean? Well, it means there was some type of emotional issue that was going on with you that you weren't exposed to drugs yet, but you were feeling a certain way. Right. So... And, and I don't, we're not going to get into your stuff unless you want to talk about that. But what, what I want to talk about is the impact of whatever it is you went through. How did that affect your life emotionally, um, spiritually, sometimes psychologically? How did whatever you went through as a kid that when I saw you at 14 or whatever, how did that affect the next year through addiction? Um, I would say that it affected me as far as, um, I had, I carried around a lot of anger 
and um, disapproval of myself. So it led me to It led me to want to be rebellious and um, basically find approval and validation through outside things that I didn't experience as a child. So what do you what did you need that you weren't getting? Like what was missing that you're looking outside to, to fill that void? I would say I was lacking security, um, love, um, feeling safe, and I didn't have very good self-esteem. So whatever outside sources I could find that made me feel good, it made me feel good about myself in a strange way. And so I had a false idea of what self-esteem was so i want to this brings up the the modeling stuff because i think when you came into us you were doing that do mm-hmm. you you want to describe like what that why you were doing that what it gave you what you thought it was going to give you that it didn't like okay. what what was that whole modeling process like for you as a young girl um so like ever since i was little i've always been complimented on things like of being or having a certain look of being mature and so modeling to me like at the time was like a validation of like oh I'm pretty or like that I have what other girls have or whatever I didn't understand the concept of being unique at the at that point in my life and um so it ended up going very bad because um I don't think people realize what modeling entails when you do, um, like, they, they critique you. So I already had low self-esteem. So on top of that, being told that I wasn't what fit the mold or, like, I had to change this and that. And, like, it wasn't like, oh, you're beautiful just the way you are. It's like, you, I need you to do this, this, and this and come back and see me in a week. And so I, I started using cocaine heavily. And um, I came back, and the agent that I had at the time was like, I can tell that you're on some kind of substance, like you've lost a lot of weight since I seen you last. And I thought that's what they wanted, so it just was a twisted ride. (laughs) Did – I'm trying to – I don't think I knew this part of your story. So Mm -hmm. a question in that, then was it accepted – for you at that point, even though the person knew, and I'm not blaming that yeah. person, okay, but when they make a statement like, I know you're on something, okay, well, okay, was there help then? Or was it like, good job, you look a certain way, now you're going on this next level? Right, like, um, I didn't I didn't get asked to stop until, um, like, down the road, you know, like, when I came, when I first came back, it was like, I could tell, I don't think she even said that she could tell I was on something. I think it was more like, you've dropped a lot of weight, like, good job, you know? And, like, um, I'm sure she knew, you know? But nothing was said. So you're you're automatically equating 
okay, there's a problem emotionally. I'm into this. I'm not being accepted really for who I am. Mm -hmm. I start doing something that is adding to the hurt I already felt, and then you get rewarded for that. Mm -hmm. What what was that like emotionally and mentally for you? I mean, you're a young kid when this is happening. Well, I was very naive, obviously, as a child, like a younger girl. And um, I came from, I don't want to say a sheltered family, but like my mom worked very hard for me to grow up in Sylvania. And because of that, you know, I wasn't exposed to certain things in the world. And um, I think, like, when that all happened, like I said, I had a very twisted idea of what self-esteem was. So, like, um, being rewarded for essentially a bad behavior, I'm like, okay, well, at least I'm getting attention now, you know? Whether it be... And I think that's what led me to come see my mom putting me in counseling with you is like I was acting out in school. I was getting suspended. I was making a name for myself as far as like I remember people told me like, oh, you know, I was the kid like or the group of kids that like that's that you don't hang out with them because they get in trouble, you know. And so like like I said, like attention, any attention was good attention to me. So whether it be negative because of acting out or whatever, like I um, felt good because of, you know. Do you think if you hadn't had some of the stuff you experienced early on, you wouldn't even have had a drug or alcohol problem? Um, I think that the stuff trauma-based stuff from my childhood is really where my addiction came from. So I do want to give you an opportunity. If you want to talk about, you know, addiction stuff, let's do that in any way you want. Like, we can do whatever you want with that because I think it's important to give people that are watching this, and hopefully there's a young girl that's watching this right now, like what it led to. Not so much the stories, really, but what it did to your soul that what already was broken. What was that journey like? I mean, like, how, how, what am I allowed to say on here? You can say whatever you want. Okay. I, you know, I'm just not saying anything for you. Okay. Um. Actually, listen, you're talking to some young girl who's sitting out there. That's what I'm thinking. You know, mm-hmm. are you okay? Cause, yeah, I'm okay. I, yeah, I know. I Is mean, some of this going to be cut out? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, right? Shit. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, as far as... re say your question. I'm sorry. I just... I want to give you an opportunity to, to talk about the dark side in whatever level you want to talk about it. And it's more... There's two things. I hope this is more cathartic and really showing you how awesome of a person you are, what you've survived. And it's going back to that first image you had sitting there with Hendrix. That's the result of what you've gone through. Yeah. I'm not crying because I'm like afraid to say anything. I'm just thinking like, it's like before you even said, imagine another, like a little girl watching this going down the path. Like I'm just thinking of like, the little girl that didn't have somebody like this to sit and, and show, like, be 
uh, a visionary example of like what it can lead to, you know? And so like, I'm crying for that little girl, you know? Then tell her, right? Yeah, no. So my, so long story, I um, eventually ended up dropping, I got pregnant at 15 with my daughter, Natalie, Mm -hmm. who is amazing and beautiful. And um, I dropped out of high school, and I think I was so embarrassed and ashamed of myself that um, I I ran away. I've always ran from my problems. So I ran away from home um, and away from my daughter and my mom in Sylvania, and I ran to um, the north side of Toledo, and essentially like hit out was in a hideout there you know and uh got involved with some very negatively influencing people Mm -hmm. and um i started using heroin and crack cocaine when I was probably about 17 years old, 16 or 17, and um, because of the influencers I was around um, and given my physical image, um, it was very easy for me to slip into the prostitution ring and um, sex trafficking. And because of my low self-esteem, I was very quick to let my morals go out the window. At first it started like super, like quote unquote innocent. Um, I would go out to dinner with older gentlemen and ultimately be like arm candy, you know? And then the more I exposed myself to those situations and the more my drug habit got intensified, um, the more I did, you know. And eventually I had no self-respect, no self-worth, and I ended up going from a arm candy roll to a prostitute walking the streets of North Toledo doing anything and everything to get what I needed. What did that, for this young, awesome kid who didn't feel good about herself, what did, where you're describing at right now, how did you feel on an emotional level? What did it do to you, like, what did it do to your soul and was there any form of spirituality or faith in God or anything that could that you held on to at that point? Well, I feel like my soul was in a cage. And um, people that, like my mom and ultimately my mom, who God love her soul, she um, would come looking for me, uh, driving up and down the streets, showing up at hotels and 
knocking on doors and uh she said anytime that she would see me it was like I wasn't there like I only inhabited like a small part of my body and like the rest was like a shell (laughs) and so I think that um looking back now and even when I was like at my lowest I always felt protected so as far as like feeling like faith wise I don't think I was alone like I I feel like if I was I was protected in the sense of um I'm still here you know Mm. I'm still alive I I feel like I have purpose it wasn't Mm. for nothing um and my mom is actually the one that made me realize because um you know, now being sober for over a year now, um, she was talking to me one day and was like, I want you to know that like, even though your addiction was bad and like a lot of bad things happened to you, like it wasn't for nothing. Like it's, we all have a plan and a purpose. And like, unfortunately some of us have to go down a tough path to like be able to find the light in the situation. But like, I'm a believer that I, I there's a reason why that happened to me. I concur with that 100%. And yes, you do have over a year of sobriety, which is awesome. <laughs> so let's do you, you want to talk about let's leave that alone. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I'm you fine. I just it. Yeah. I but just didn't like, know how to word it because it's fine. a sensitive subject as yep. far as like um that's not who I am today. No. So like when I share those things um I mean, like, you know my story a little bit, but, like, people that are watching see me sitting here. It's, like, almost, like, unbelievable, I feel like. Because I look at it, I look at myself in the mirror, and I don't see that person anymore. So, like, it's hard for me to talk about that, you know? (laughs) By the way, what is your full name? And I want you to say it with some conviction. Okay. My name is Ashley Marie Spencer. Period. Period. Okay. Um, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're That's talking right. about. That's right. Nobody else does, but we do. <laughs> we do. Um, so let's talk about then you coming in and getting exposed to racing for recovery. And I know you're smart and I know you saw the goodness that's here. Um, I want people now who are battling addiction or whatever, we're going to do two things. We're going to talk about how awesome it is to be you and what you're doing and how you're going to be working here shortly. But first, I want to know, like, what worked when you first came in here? Because I know some did. And what didn't work and why? And then we're going to get into when it all stuck. So when you're first coming in, what was good, what you liked, and then what still went wrong or what needed more work you're talking about prior visits here yeah Yeah. even you know we can even do some of the stuff at the church and then your first time here okay so like we talked about like how i went to your um your office and then um a couple years later i started going to the meetings that were held in the church um in savannah on savannah matamora i believe Mm -hmm. is the street and then um when I would go there, I love like I always looked forward to Thursday night meetings. Mm-hmm. Like I, I 
didn't really know anybody when I would come there. Um, but I definitely felt welcomed and yeah. I never felt like, huh. I never felt like judged. Like, I, I think like how we talk about how we don't ask people's DOC here. Like yeah. I've never been felt like an outcast, you know what I mean? Or I didn't even like look at people like, I wonder if they're an alcoholic or I wonder if they shot heroin. Like yeah. I never did that. I just knew that we were all there for the same reason that we wanted to be better. And so um, it was very welcoming and inviting. And so I went through that whole process of moving out throughout all the different rooms that we did in yeah. that church because right. it kept growing. And... um and then I was here when the, this building first first opened. I was in the IOP room over here when there was only 10 people I that know. came here. And now we're huge, and it's awesome. <laughs> and um, I actually remember I lived at Zeph, and I would eat, I would get picked up and yep. come here. Yep. So um, that was awesome because it was like everybody was like, how did how did you get in there? Like from the Zaf, they were like, how did that happen? And I was like, well, I was already established there. And when I came to live here, you know, whatever. And I loved it. I, I felt like um, there's always been like a fresh, different approach when it came to, like, I didn't feel like I was like, oh, I'm an addict for the rest of my life and I got to go to these classes. Like, I was like, I can't wait for tomorrow's class. Like, because it's like, it's not even like a class. It was like, just like how a group of people being real and honest and like not feeling ashamed and we never really talked about like war stories or anything like that it was just like what can we go where can we go from here and I think that's like what really kept me with my foot in the door here because it's like I didn't have to I think it was like I always felt so like drugged by my past that I like the more we like re not here but anywhere that I've been in throughout the years is like so focused on the past that like I'm like well this is like a dark cloud over my life like how am I supposed to get past this if I'm con constantly reminding myself of who that person was mm -hmm. you know and like in reference to the name thing because I think it's important um in my addiction, I carried another um, identity because of whatever, and um, that was part of holding on to my old identity is reminding myself of the past. So, like, if I really, truly wanted to shed my skin and be Ashley Marie Spencer, like, I needed to recognize the past, recognize where it went wrong, and move forward, like boom boom you know and I think that's where this time it's really stuck you know it's like I didn't I came in here very raw and authentic and honest with myself and I struggled a little bit in the beginning as far as like old behaviors of like bad relationships and um I came here with Hendrick's dad and the more I healed the more I was able to realize that that wasn't a good situation and so 
that saying like God does for you what you can't do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a wake up call the day he chose to leave and asked me to leave with him because I was carrying our child. Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely not. At, at first I did the night before I called Dan and was like, I'm probably going to leave because the father of my child's leaving. But then I came in, I slept on it, came in, and I was like, there's no way that I'm going to do this to myself again or my kids, you know, Hendrix included. And I knew if I stayed here and I did continue to do what I was doing that I would, I saw this for myself. I saw myself here, you know, and uh, I don't think I've ever done that before and I've mentioned to you a couple times that I've never uh, had plans for a future Mm. and I can honestly tell you today that I have big plans for myself and I don't sit around and just wait for them to happen I see opportunity and I execute it you know I'm so I'm happy for you and it's weird I say this all the time but I gotta think of a different word but I'm 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 proud of you because I've know I've known you for so long and I, the reason I asked you that question about what was right and what was wrong it was like I saw the other times you'd come in here and I'm like God it's great to see her and then I I'd, I'd listen to you and stuff and I'm like man it's just not it's not there yet you know but the last time you came in yes maybe some of your behaviors were still there but I could tell that there was a diff- that the real Ashley Marie Spencer was coming out I'm like okay it's there it's it's coming and that day that you know I ca- I came out in the, in the parking lot and said good job when you decided to stay I'm like that's it and I I don't know if I told you then but I know Dan and I talked about it and I'm saying it publicly and I said it to you before I'm like we'll invest in that meaning you because you were doing things and I I just feel obligated that if somebody is making the effort here we have to do whatever they need to give it back and people say well what are you running over there you girls can get pregnant or whatever and it's like I'll keep it g-rated I'm like you know go away you're not running this place you're you don't know who these people are you're judging them on what they do you know I'm looking at you as a a human being that's in a situation and who are we not to do anything but to help you and it's worked and this is the stuff that I like now it's like where you're going right so and, and it's even weird when you said you're talking about our supporter of the IOP groups when you asked to come back into the group that Skyler and I are fortunate to run I'm thinking man haven't you heard all my crap and you're like it's always something new um, <laughs> What, what has it been like for you to truly find yourself and the, the drive that you've had now to do what you, you've done? You've got over a year of sobriety. You just finished your CDCA. I didn't tell you to do those things. You did it on your own. What has that process been like and how do you feel from it? Well, um, not only did I finish my CDCA, but I enrolled in, because I dropped out of high school. So I enrolled in GD classes, and I start in January. And so for me, that's huge, because I, like I said before, I've always ran from my problems. So um, taking the easy way out to me was like a norm, you know, and it was like I never... Like, no wonder I had low self-esteem because I felt like 
I never worked for anything, you know? Like, even in my addiction, like, you know, in the beginning, like, I had everything handed to me because I was a fresh face. I, you know, didn't look like most of the people out there using, you know? And so, like, that's, you know, eventually I obviously went down the dark side of it. But, like, I think that's why my, you know, like, my run for so, went on for so long is because I had unlimited resources. So, like, when it came to my sobriety, like, this is why it didn't work in the past because I was like, oh, this isn't easy for me, so I'm going to take off, you know? So I think it was just a matter of me, like, growing up and putting my big girl pants on and, like, realizing, like, if I want good things in life, like, if I want change, something's got to change, you know? So, like... For me, um, I take pride in the fact of, like, I wake up at, like, not only accomplishing all those things, but doing it, being a mom as well, you know? Like, I have amazing support here, and I can ask anybody for help when I want it, but, like, I struggle with that because it's, like, to me, asking for help is a sign of weakness, but I'm learning to ask, you know? And, um... A big part of why Hendrix and I have such an amazing bond is because um, I've put him before, you know, anything. And so he literally sat with me while I did my CDC, like, on my chest. I have pictures of us doing it together. And, um, you know, it was challenging, but it was worth it. You know, because I can say now, like, I've done not only pushing myself to be better, but doing it with an extra task as well. And you so. Know, what's, what's so ironic is you have said some very kind things to me over the over the decade that I've known you. And, you know, you'll say things like, first of all, I want to say this to uh, <laughs> Natalie. Yes. She's amazing. 11 years old, right? Yeah. yeah. Sending you a text message for my birthday last weekend saying, tell Todd I'm proud of him. And I'm thinking, what 11-year-old kid says they're proud of a 54-year-old man? <laughs> you know. But it's like, that's a testament of what you've shown her. And you have said those things to me over the years, like, you know, I'm so proud of you for how hard you're working or whatever. And I would, I'd take that as very kind, but I'm like, well, why aren't you doing it yourself? Right. But now you are, and you feel that that pride and the only reason that racing for recovery is the success it is is because i've surrounded myself with good people i didn't mm. do all this and that's what's now being given back to you right when you show the effort you get the reward with the support right right so now that you have your your cda cdca and stuff and you're going back and or tissues my nose is running from crying it's been bugging me i keep snorting use your shirt no um what are you gonna do um what, what do you see yourself doing here? Because I always tell okay. people, you want to work here, create, create your, your own, own job. job, right? So what are you going to do here? So I've kind of started um, laying the foundation for um, what I hope to do here. Um, Not hope. I am going That's to right. do here. Uh, so we started a women. There's always been a women's meeting here. Um, but me and Jess took it twisted it a little bit and made it more personal 
because I think it was in the past, not that it wasn't a good meeting, it just was scratching the surface. And I think women need a safe place to speak upon what they feel they can't necessarily share in a group of, sorry, drive me nuts, um, a group of like men and women. Yeah. And um, a lot of, we've done a lot of like um, confidence building, um, getting real, real and honest about like how carrying yourself in sobriety is very important if you want self-respect and self-worth um validation that kind of thing and I think next week is going to be really awesome but um because of the success and in the the amazing trust that's happening in that room um it's been discussed between Dan and I and you um to work with um for me to work with the women that or girls that come off the street and have been through a similar background as me or whatever. And um, I think it's just to help, you know, the next girl or woman in need, you know, that doesn't feel like they have anyone or anyone that understands. And, um, you know, I'm cautious of what I share in this podcast oh, yeah. but i i definitely have had challenges in life in general and um i'm very open and honest about it so i think it gives people like me being vulnerable and honest allows the next person to be and so um i think that there's going to be some amazing things connections and friendships built as far as women together so <laughs> you know i don't uh we did this in group the other day right it's like I, I don't see you being this is just my take on it i don't see you being vulnerable at all right now you're showing strength perseverance character integrity mm. that's not being vulnerable that's being an authentic sober healthy productive soul mm. that's awesome you know i uh you know you think back of like where you were walking into here and as you said earlier you know god brings you these things for reasons it's like now you're going to be an asset to so many other people right and that's that's what this whole thing is built on right mm -hmm. um and I, you yeah my word on it we're going to do whatever you need to do to help do that because I, I can't run a group like that right you know but I know that's so needed, and that's what I love about having people like you and Jess and even Skylar here. That you know, it's you guys are bringing another piece of this stuff that's really going to help this thing grow. Right. You know. Um, what else do I want to talk to you about? Um, how freeing has it been to let all that stuff from your past go? Um, I feel like it's a huge weight lifted off of me, but I think it's also necessary mm -hmm. for me to, I mean, like, I never forget where I came from. 
And um, I think it's necessary not to hold. I feel like holding on is a bad way to put it. But being aware of those behaviors Mm -hmm. because it keeps me from allowing that alter ego to come back, you know? And not only that, but working with other women, um, I'm able to see the signs of masking. So, um, because I did that a lot when I came here Mm -hmm. in the past, is I would put on a mask and be whatever you guys wanted me to be and but that was human nature as far as what I've been was conditioned to do mm-hmm. so now that the mask is removed and this is just me with my crying goofy you know flaw flawed self like I embrace who I am today and I never thought I would say this but I definitely love myself today that's incredible and um I have no regrets when it comes to the path that I walked. I feel like, like I said, it happened for a reason. And because of my story and my struggle, um, I'm able to help the next person. Mm -hmm. And I think with true struggle, you recognize true success. So I want to ask you, what has it been like to to um, be around my people may not might not know my daughter Skylar and like it's been interesting for me to watch that because she's like she wasn't doing some of the stuff you and I were doing mm-hmm. right and at first when she started working here I I knew she would be good at it I just didn't know like what type of impact she would have and the more that she's doing this her not being a drug user mm-hmm. is just as relevant as being one yeah. with helping somebody. So how have how has your relationship with her helped you to maybe learn more about your prior self, your current self, and where you're going to be going with being service to other people? So like me and Skylar are actually very, very close. And um, we talk daily. So um, she has been through similar struggles um without addiction Mm -hmm. you know as far as like body image Mm -hmm. and um we we relate to each other when it comes to family dynamics Mm -hmm. and so um I look at her as like a little sister that I never had and she shared with me that she looks up to me like a big sister and honestly there's some days where I feel like I can't tell if she's the older sister or the big like the little sister you know what I'm saying because like seeing her here I've literally watched her grow up so seeing her here now today um and what she does around here is inspiring and it motivates me to you know follow in the footsteps or whatever and you know it's interesting to see how she has no she she never went down the the path that you and I chose Mm -hmm. to but she's 
sits in group and completely relates to everything we talk about. So I think as as her father, I think you should be extremely proud of her because um, she does, she's been through a similar stuff and Mm -hmm. hasn't had to numb herself, you know? And so... I know I'm proud of her, and I know you're proud of her. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very, I'm extremely proud of her. Her ability to, well, and I think that again, that's another testament of what racing for recovery is about. And somebody said it in group yesterday about you. You don't have to have a drug or alcohol problem to benefit from every day of what we're doing in here. I mean, I think that people, even in general, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's I've said that before as far as like. I feel sorry for the people that don't get to be aware of themselves, you know, on the level that we are. You know what I'm saying? Because every day we work on new things to be a better person in general, you know. And I think that people that don't, I'm not saying, like, go out and have an addiction or anything, but, like, people that don't get to experience our lifestyles are missing out. 100%. So I agree. Is there anything else you want to share with people that are watching this today? Um, I don't know. This has been an emotional <laughs> interview. I didn't know what to expect coming into this. And um, I am just extremely grateful and honored to be in this position that I am today. And like, I'm proud of myself. For the first time in my entire life, I'm proud of who I am today. And... Um, it's been challenging, but it's been worth it. I'll tell you what, Ashley, you have said many things since I've known you, but hearing you say that, that you're proud of yourself, for me, it's like, that's all I wanted to do when starting this thing. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, it wasn't started because of the latest, latest epidemic or whatever. It was just to have people find themselves and be proud of themselves in Europe prime example of that right good on you right (laughs) good on you kid (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thanks for watching everybody and stay tuned for more episodes of ignite euphoria check our other episodes out on our youtube channel and if you or a loved one is battling addiction call racing for recovery today we'll see you next time bye